Welcome once again, everyone, to Dueling Reviews. And uh, this time, Matthew and I are going back to something from our childhood. 1985, MacGyver uh, premiered on ABC television. That's actually a Henry Winkler joint there, Matthew. Is it? Yeah. Uh, created Bond by... was behind MacGyver? Yep. Uh, behind that, many, many things. Lee David's Lotoff. Henry Winkler and John Rich were the executive producers of the show. Ran in the United States uh, from 85 to 92. And I remember falling in love with Because the weird thing was that the first episode, if I remember correctly. MacGyver. Yeah, I fell in love with that show. This is the weird thing. The first <laughs> oh, episode. Um, I want to say that that first episode aired like towards the summertime for whatever reason. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if I remember correctly, and I remember sitting there all summer. Yeah, well, okay, so it ran in September. Uh, so that is the end of summer. Uh, so it ran along the, uh, along the original, uh, uh, you know, show season. With the, with the, the but season, this yeah. was a show that drove my physics professor insane. <laughs> because every time the new episode would air, I would go in and say, oh, did you watch this show last night? MacGyver, the guy, took a bunch of raincoats and some glue, and created a hot air balloon so he can, and he was like, none of that stuff can happen. None, never, never, never would happen. Um, but it's it's kind of cool because uh, we get the word MacGyverism from uh, the show MacGyver, and interestingly enough, um, they would base the inventions on items that they found on location. They would They had scientific advisors who worked on the show, and they used real events that have happened to create these situations uh, and these solutions that MacGyver would use to get out of any situation. The very first uh, episode of MacGyver that I remember seeing was there was some uh, disaster down in the bottom of a, of a nuclear bunker or something like that. And he had to go down, down, down into the silo and try to get people out and try to stop the reaction from going insane. And there was like some kind of acid leak in the wall. And he picked up all these chocolate bars that had fallen out of a vending machine and kind of smooshed them in there and it created a seal. And he explained in some scientific method how the acid and the sugars and the chocolate created this bond that was sealing things up. <laughs> oh, MacGyver was so awesome. Did you I watch MacGyver? The one, where, the one where it blows up at the end and he works with Betty White. Playing, maybe I'm thinking of MacGruber. And maybe you're thinking of MacGruber. You know, there, I, were a lo- it, yeah. there were a lot of stars. Um, that appeared. One of my favorite recurring characters was um, Terry. Um, oh, what's her name? She played uh, Lois Lane in the New Adventures of uh, Terry Lois- Hatcher. Yeah, Terry Hatcher. She played a recurring character on uh, on MacGyver. That's a great show. I mean, it's full of camp, and it's kind of uh, oh yeah, certainly pop culture. That's that's for sure. And uh, certainly today, a lot of people our age remember MacGyver and the things he did, which yeah. is probably why. Uh, Image Comics and creator Lee da- David Zlotoff with Tony Lee uh, announced mm-hmm. last year at the San Diego Comic-Con that they would be coming up with MacGyver. Uh, I forget how many issues this is. Five or six. Yeah, five issue limited series. Five. And it's called MacGyver Fugitive Gauntlet. Give us a breakdown Gauntlet. of this uh, episode or this issue, Matthew. It feels like an episode. But give us a breakdown Gauntlet. of this issue. Fugitive Gauntlet. Came out today. Well, The Fugitive Gauntlet begins, as many episodes of MacGyver did, with an old friend contacting Mac for help. Right. Now, as with the point where anyone new comes to the Ponderosa and says, Hey, Ben, remember I'm your (laughs) old friend? 
disaster follows. And Max should know this by now. But they end up on, is it an island or is it somewhere in, it's I don't in Kenya. where it is. He goes to Kenya. There he goes go. to this scientific preserve in Kenya where one where of his is. old biology professors. Yes. Where his old biology professor is basically running Jurassic Park only without dinosaurs with plants. Right. And there's, there's of course, a hot femme fatale. Right. In this case, uh, an episode, uh, uh, agent of Interpol. Yes. Which uh, Interpol, by the way, I don't think is anywhere near as awesome as they are in TV and movies. Well, here's the thing that, I, that I'm wondering. You know, back in, the, back in the 80s, uh, mm -hmm. back in the 80s and early 90s, Interpol was this really cool, neat thing. Yeah, they and, were a great band. Yeah, but I'm wondering if, because there's nothing, I'm trying to see here. No, this is a, in, in the inside front cover. Uh, mm -hmm. there is the letter, you know, um, MacGyver narrates, Hey, my old, uh, biology professor from so-and-so when I went to school now has the Cornwell Institute, yep. blah, blah, blah. Inside the front cover is the actual letter from the professor letter Cornwell dated. to MacGyver, a.macgyver at phoenixfoundation.org. And the, the email is dated July 18th, 2012. Yeah. I think what they're doing basically is uh, we're just picking up. MacGyver's adventures as though they happened, you know, last week. MacGyver would be super old in this. MacGyver, okay, first of all, <laughs> MacGyver would not be that old because Richard Dean Anderson is not even old enough for Medicare yet. Richard Dean Anderson is like 61. So you presume that Angus MacGyver is likewise in his early 60s. Which, old, you know, if, if you've, okay, <laughs> if you've ever seen Super Sentai 199 Hero Tribute Battle, the actor who played Aka Ranger back in 1975 does his own Ocarina, stunt work what? in that movie. Red Ranger, the original Red Ranger. Well, is you 62, know, Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson used to do all of his own stunts in the TV show until he uh, ended up having to get back surgery and had to get his like heels replaced or something from all the injuries that he suffered. Yeah, uh, in the TV series, Bionic Heels. About to be 63. Yeah, I'm about to be 63. <laughs> Thanks for interrupting, Sarah. <laughs> Welcome um, to the show, Sarah. One of the things that's pretty no noticeable right away is also not only is this character drawn in the comic um, mm -hmm. as a young guy with not so much of a mullet, um, yes. but also doesn't look anything like Richard Dean Anderson. And a lot of times when we see these properties uh, crossing or, you know, uh, getting uh, converted from one to another, oftentimes they don't get the likeness rights. And did, does this look like MacGyver to you? Because it doesn't really look like MacGyver to me. Well, it doesn't he, look like he Richard looks like, Yeah, he looks like Hunky, Hunky McHunk Hunk uh, model number 427. Actually, he, he kind of, to me, looks like um, one of the guys from Supernatural. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is Hank Venture and which one is Dean Venture. But he looks like one of the brothers from Supernatural, and he does not have MacGyver's signature mullet. No, he doesn't. But it's a longer, it's a longer do, but... It, yeah, but he's kind of got a Justin Bieber haircut. Oh, like you're right. Sam from Glee. Oh, you're totally right. He's got a Bieber cut, which is interesting. And of course, you know, during the issue, we see him. We're maybe 10 pages in when he first does his thing where he's like, I'm going to be MacGyvery. Oh, look, here's a Bunsen burner. And some screen cleaner and creates a what? impromptu flamethrower. Why is there a burning Bunsen burner just it's lying a lab. on the ground? Because that's what happens in science. Come on. So here's what here's what's Bunsen going on. Bunsen burners everywhere. Yes, Bunsen burners everywhere. I went to college. I know how it's done. Um, the um, Professor Cromwell has created this seed 
that will grow in salt water. Uh, so it's yes. a, it's his solution to end world hunger. Um, but he's worried that someone is trying to, or his bosses, the corporation that's funding him, wants to make this a one-shot only seed, meaning that you have to constantly buy the seed every year in order to grow things as opposed to... Making it basically an annual where you have yeah, to yeah. replant reseed. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, there's another plot going on, and this is where this fugitive gauntlet kind of comes in, or at least the first part of it. Um, this issue opens up with someone calling a hitman and saying, hey, yeah. here's the job. Uh, $7 million is the bounty for every day that this target stays alive. The uh, prize goes down by $1 million, right. and there's a lot of hitmen out there uh, in on the action. And the guy's like, okay, who's the target? His name is MacGyver. MacGyver. So this this guy busts into the lab and starts fighty fighting with MacGyver trying to kill him. And MacGyver does his MacGyver things, which are really cool. But in the fray, the gun goes off and shoots and kills his beloved friend who he said he didn't get along very well with. Professor Gonna Die. (laughs) Professor Red Shirt. Well, it's it's really red after they shoot him and the blood comes out. He's one of MacGyver's (laughs) old friends. He's either going to die or he's going to turn out to be You know what was kind of neat? Remember how, and and this is kind of something that picked up on right away, is in the TV series, uh, MacGyver would always narrate going, when I was a kid, my grandpa and I would used to go and do that. And he does that in, you know, they do that in this series, which works, works really well. And for those people who remember the series, it plays off really, uh, I thought perfectly. (laughs) Shut up, you. Welcome, old people. When (laughs) I was a kid, we'd visit my Aunt Joe in the summers. When I was a boy, I had Well, remember, was it the first, like, first season or two, he was always with his uh, grandpa or his uncle or whoever it was that raised him. And they were always having adventures together. I want to say it wasn't. I have maybe it's in like later tons years. And tons of MacGyver. I watched like most every of what I remember from MacGyver are the little, uh, the little cold opens like Batman the Animated yeah, yeah, yeah. Series mm-hmm. before the credits, mm-hmm. and also the fact that he worked for Dana Elkar, yeah. who played the chief in the Maxwell Smart movie, yep. The Nude Bomb, after yep. Ed Platt died, which yep. means that MacGyver worked for Control and was a colleague of Maxwell Smart. Dun, dun, dun. Which is why I laughed in or this Elkar. issue when the, the Interpol agent shows up and she looks like Barbara Feldon, yeah, yeah, who yeah. played Agent Ninety Nine. <laughs> yeah, the Interpol I'm like, agent. Uh, the Interpol agent is actually AWOL, uh, as we discover, because um, uh, Professor Cromwell or whatever Cornwell uh, said he needed somebody to protect him, and so then uh, we find out that. She thinks that MacGyver has killed the professor to steal the formula. Turns out the formula's missing. MacGyver right. and the thug get thrown into a makeshift uh, jail cell. MacGyver's right. claiming, oh no, the bad guy is getting away. And sure enough, one of the other assistants that we get introduced to is a turncoat. Pierre Lamont uh, is uh, supposedly head of security, but he's the it's one that's fine. making off oh, French. Never can trust the French. His name is actually Frenchie McFrench. Frenchie McFrench, right. Um, he is the one that has stolen the formula, and he basically has all of these other assassins show up and are just like, burn the place to the ground, don't leave any bodies. Salt the earth and hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> hear the lamentations of the women. Hear the lamentations of the women. Um, and then, of course, not only do we get uh, the... Um, MacGyver creating a impromptu flamethrower, which really, in all honesty, it could have been any aerosol spray yeah, and that Bunsen burner. Yeah. 
Well, but why would there I mean, be hairspray in a science lab? That's one of the reasons why I got thrown out of my apartment in 1994. <laughs> hairspray is flammable. And also, if you kick... Why do you have hairspray? Why do I have hair? <laughs> well, when you have hair, Stephen, and I know it's been a while for you. Hey, I used to, you know, gel is also full of alcohol. And hair That's gel true. will uh, create some very nice napalm effects. And you actually did have hair that stood up a good oh, six Oh, yeah. How do you think it kept up there? I had to use the extra strength back in the day. Back. I actually figured you had it molded like Bart Simpson. Oh, yeah. But, young, uh, young Zach MacGyver. found my picture the other day. Couldn't believe it was me. <laughs> MacGyver actually has a wonderful moment in here where he acts like a kid. No, mm-hmm. wait. He breaks out of the cage, and the cage that he's in is an animal cage. Right. And it's interesting because I don't quite understand how he does what he does, but he uses his leather jacket and a piece of errant metal to wedge the bars apart to the point where that the cage comes apart. Right. And it's, it's pretty impressive when you think about it. I'm not sure. I can't quite see exactly what he does. And I'm sure that, you know, if this is an episode of MacGyver, we wouldn't be able to see it either. Because they used to do that every time anything had something flammable well, or poisonous in it, I, they wouldn't tell us everything. I'm not sure why the cage is um, built with two sets of bars instead of the bar running all the way up through the center because it's meant to keep animals in. Um, right. And that's fine. I mean, uh, who knows why? But, I mean, I've seen many a time where people have taken leather or rope and you wrap it around uh, metal bars and the more torque you put on the, you know, if you have a lever, you know, in this case it's this piece of metal – or in, in other things that I've seen, just a straight bar, if you keep twisting that and twisting it, the mm-hmm. strength of that torque that you put on the twist or the, the lever that he does here will actually bend those metal bars. So it's kind of kind of a spinoff on that. It looks like what he does is he, he bends the piece in the middle that holds mm-hmm. the two sets of bars together. Yeah, yeah. And then two of the bars pop out. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it and is. I, I, I like a couple of things about this. Like I said, I like the Barbara Feldon. I don't hate the way MacGyver looks, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't necessarily look like MacGyver. Yeah. Also, this is not an 80s bomber jacket that he's no, wearing. It's he's not. wearing a leather jacket, but it's kind of a modern you know, leather jacket that you might see on, like, say, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> the um, show or on Ellen personally? No, on actual Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but at the end, he and Barbara <laughs> Feldon, and this is the Fugitive Gambit part, right. he and Barbara Feldon are wanted by Interpol because right. something strange happened. And in order to get away and try and save the day, Barbara Feldon puts her own gun to her head yes. and pretends that it's MacGyver. Yes. And I love this. MacGyver, we know you hate guns. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hold that thought. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. like, why would they know that MacGyver hates? How would they know that MacGyver hates? Because he's MacGyver. Everybody knows MacGyver. He's the problem solver oh, for the true. Phoenix they probably Foundation. Read, they uh, read the, the Interpol. They have, yeah, they read the script. They have a file on everyone. The only uh, MacGyverism in this issue that I kind of had a bit of a problem with is when uh-huh. the um, they're not Interpol agents, but when the um, bad guys pull the mm-hmm. guns on uh, the the Interpol girl, and in less than ten seconds. He has he filled up, up. He builds up a, a a bomb with soot from a Bunsen burner, jelly beans, and a thermal mug, yeah. uh, and explodes it and rescues Make a fuse her. out of twine and solvent. Yes, and bingo, bango, and, boingo. Yeah, and there's an explosion. Now I'm not sure how much time takes place there. Yeah, I seem to recall MacGyverisms taking place in a weird sort of uh, very what fast. I call the three one contact zone. Mm-hmm. 
where they're like, here's what you didn't see, boys and girls, and they're explaining everything. But yeah, he basically takes some fertilizer and some soot and makes a bomb. Yeah. And the bomb blows up. And not only does it blow up and do a little smoke and a flashbang, it doesn't hurt anybody, but it hits them with flaming jelly beans, which yes. melt and stick to your face. Yes. Truly so all nasty. the bad guys are covered in flaming sugar. Yes. And I don't know if you know this, but that hurts. That does hurt. I have been burned that way before. Oh, my God. The last time I set off a bomb full of jelly beans, I regretted it for eight. <laughs> so the, uh, the upshot is they need to go after uh, Pierre McFrenchie. And they had right, to head French, to French. they had to uh, head to Cairo to do it. Now, of course, their future is on the run. The fugitive gauntlet right. kind of concludes there. On top of that, yeah. there are a bunch of uh, there's a hit out on MacGyver, which is now around six right. million dollars instead of seven million dollars. And they're on the run. And, and they're on the run. They're on the run from Interpol as well. Yes. And they're in a helicopter, and they're going to fly from Kenya. To, to Cairo, Cairo in one co- helicopter. Which is Egypt. Well, uh, where is Kenya representative of, of Africa? Uh, you got to fly across half the continent, basically. So, yeah, they're not going to make it. So this is probably the last issue. Of- <laughs> it's issue one of one. Uh, the, th- the thing about this issue that it does really well yeah. is it feels like the first act of a MacGyver story. Sure it does. Like a f- the first act of a MacGyver episode. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. But more importantly, it's an it's an okay story. It's not something where you're like, it's, oh God, not this again. It's not and and I guess I guess there are some things that aren't set up very well because I guess the problem is MacGyver is friends with every professor he had in school. <laughs> and most of the times in the TV are you kidding? Didn't me? you just call up Jay Gillette and go, Hey, Jay, let's <laughs> hey, go buddy, bowling. let's go bowling and drink some beers bowling, and smoke bowling, some doobies bowling. just like we did in college. Um No, I guess you know all the times that we saw MacGyver's bowling in college? Yes. Uh <laughs> every time we saw MacGyver shut up you. Uh every time we saw MacGyver's instructors in the TV series, they were all um physical science based, not biology based. And so this was kind of a little turn that, oh, my old biology professor. It's like, no, you were physicist, chemistry, uh, mechanical engineering student uh, in in the, you know, in the many stories. Now, maybe he's got many degrees. Who knows? Um, So from the story standpoint, the setup, I don't have a problem. Although, can I make one prediction? Sure. You know who Frenchie McFrench French is going to turn out to be? The guy who called the hit on MacGyver? Yes. And who do you think that's really going to be? Um, Murdoch. You think? Murdoch, remember in the TV series, was uh, MacGyver's archenemy and was always trying to kill him, was uh, the Moriarty to MacGyver Sherlock Holmes, master of disguise. Yeah. And so I think this is a uh, opportunity for um, Zlotoff, or I think that's how you pronounce his name, to uh, say Zlotoff. Okay. Zlotoff. Zlotoff. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for him to really give the fans something by saying hey remember macgyver's old enemy now i can't remember what happened to him in the end he may have died but i thought he was still alive yeah um he died several times oh yeah he's always one of those that keeps coming back yeah yeah, yeah. he yells yells the name (laughs) at his death but he never actually died well what's really creepy is um macgyver's uh murdoch actually sang lead for uh, Robert Palmer, oh in really? Power Station at Live Aid, really. And I'm like, why? What? Who? Hama? 
Because if you see it in retrospect, you're like, what? <laughs> this was before MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. But he sang, he, he covered for Robert Plant because he used to be a singer. And you see that in retrospect and you expect him to, you know, blow up the stage and scream, MacGyver! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I did know. not know that. Um, yeah. I, I guess the thing that I have the most problem with in this issue is the art. Uh, a lot of the times, number one, it doesn't look like uh, Richard Dean Anderson, which I can understand because of um, likeness rights issues. Um, so yeah, that's, that's fine. But what's going on with everybody's noses? I don't know. It, it, the noses actually, in cartoon language, there are a few things that indicate certain things. And the the bright red rosy nose in this case. Well, this case is just like cross. This like is like drunk. Yeah, but they've got this like weird crosshatch shading only on the nose, and every character has it. MacGyver has it. The killer has it. Um, uh, Agent uh, sixty nine has it. And Agent? <laughs> okay. um, we're going to hell for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think what it is, it's an attempt to indicate shadowing so that you're not actually drawing a whole nose and making everyone look like Carl Malden, which, as I will tell you, as a very, very failed, very, very bad artist, it is hard to draw noses. I know, I do, I do follow your uh, Twitter feed there. Shut your hole. But more importantly, <laughs> I think what it is, is it's an attempt to try and give the nose definition without dealing in you know, heavy duty line work or overdrawing it or having but to do a whole lot since everything is well lit. There isn't like any dark shadow. Yeah, but that's the thing. Everybody's nose. And this is the this is one of the high points of your face where a lot of reflection is going to catch. Everybody's nose looked like they just took a bunch of soot and rubbed their noses all over it. And it just <laughs> it looks dumb. It really looks well, dumb. And I don't like it. I don't like it a lot. <laughs> See, to me, it always looks like, and they, they made a joke about this, and this is another touchstone for people paying attention. In early episodes of uh, Bloom County, mm -hmm. if you go back and you look at early episodes of Bloom County, having a big rosy red nose indicates that you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milo Bloom did it every once in a while. Maybe everybody's but, drunk. Yeah, exactly. This story is a big drunken delusion of ah, MacGyver. Ha. As he My lies wetting himself in the retirement home. Well, first of all, MacGyver is not a heavy drinker. No, he's not. He, I don't think he ever drinks. He doesn't drink. He doesn't use guns. He doesn't smoke. What else has this artist drawn? Will Sliney. Didn't he used to draw um, um, Star Wars comics? It looks kind of like that. Um, I thought he drew... Um, 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 oh, damn it. Not Star Wars. Um... The thing that isn't... He's doing Steed and Mrs. Peel. He's doing that series right now. Or just... Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one What's that you reviewed. What's the thing that isn't Stargate Deep Space Nine? Um, with the Muppet and Dargo and the, the little Slinky. Oh, girl. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the one where there's... Farscape. Yeah, Thank Farscape. you, other people who are in my living room now talking as well. These shows are much better when we record in the actual recording <laughs> area. That's okay. Farscape. Yeah, I think he used to draw... Farscape, and this is, I believe, Will Sliney's style. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of like that, you know, George Perez has lots lots of little noodly noodly stuff, and John Byrne's arms are always really, really short-looking, making people look mm -hmm. like they're, you know, possibly dwarfish. So this is what, from what I found on this, uh, the Irish Comics Wiki, I, this is the first one that came <laughs> up for what? Will Sliney. The Irish the Comics Irish Wiki. Com wiki. Um, it like says, let's see, he started, he drew the symptoms 
Symptoms, Symptoms, written by Dave Hendrick, which came out uh, in DC's, not The Simpsons, The Symptoms, uh, DC's webcomic Zuda in September of 2009, drew The Age of Heroes from uh, January, February 2010, beginning April 2011, he drew the strip dug out for the UK Star Wars, The Clone Wars comic, is working on the forthcoming mythologically based Celtic warrior, The Legend of Kukulhan. Kukulhan, I believe. Kukulhan. Uh, and so that's what, I mean, maybe that's My just... Irish is a little rusty, but my accent is incredibly <laughs> offensive, <And> it... <laughs> especially to Cat Halo, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to hear about I that. I sound a little bit like I'm just pretending to and sound. And of course, over at the uh, major spoiler site, the only time he shows up is uh, in relation to MacGyver and the Fugitive Gauntlet, part one. Fugitive Gauntlet. Fugitive gauntlet. <laughs> now, let me ask you. So, sure, it's only twenty miles to Dublin. Time. <laughs> now we're gonna burn. I, you know what? I'm so glad that people have uh, like this. Uh, the the first one that we did last week with whatever yeah. that book was that we did last week. Um, Something with a guy in it with a spider. Oh yeah, that's right, Spiderman. Um, and I Spider-Man. hope people continue to like this. But man, maybe not if we keep doing that. Um, well, the thing that you need to know is I mean no disrespect. My wife is an Irish person and she punches me right in the face when I do that accent just a little too much. <laughs> so that's why it's I all in, it's all in good fun. All of a sudden I'm Scottish for no reason. And it's not at all because I can't do an accent consistently. It's mostly because my wife punches me and I have brain damage. It makes me sound well, that, like that. That explains a lot. Doesn't it though? Um, so what are your what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on this this book this Overall, issue as a whole? It was pleasant. It was not a terrible book. Now, um, I got my copy from Comixology. Oh, because I was going to talk about that. Yeah, um, and um, that that's not a pimp. That's me saying I got it from Comixology, which means I paid for it, and I paid the I think I paid three fifty. No, this was uh, two ninety nine. I think either two ninety nine or three fifty. I paid for the book, and I'm like. Had I gone to the store and bought this, and of course, with my discount, it would have been a little less than that. But had I gone to the store and bought this, I would not have felt like I got ripped off for my three bucks. So, I mean, it's kind of a point where this is issue one of five. Mm -hmm. It does not suffer from, it'll read better in the tradiness. It has a nice breaking point. Mm -hmm. It has some build to it. There's some good MacGyverisms in it. Yeah. The modernization oh, of MacGyver is is done subtly mm-hmm. enough to where if you're an old school MacGyver fan, mm-hmm. unless you really want him to look like Captain Jack O'Neill, excuse me, Colonel Jack O'Neill, I, I don't think that a MacGyver fan, if there is such a thing, is going to be heavily disappointed in this. No, I don't think so. I, don't I think do so. have a couple of questions about what the target audience is. Whether this is something that, you know, 50,000 people are going to go, you know what? I really want to read about MacGyver. Well, you know, that's that's a good question. Um, MacGyver was a very popular series, ran for eight years. Uh, right? Is that how many? No, uh, seven years on uh, ABC. 85 to 92 would be almost eight. Yeah, if almost eight years. Five is one of the years. Yeah. Um, but the, so there's there's still a large base. Certainly with the uh, semi-success of MacGruber, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who still remember MacGyver and are interested in this. Yeah. We talked about the other day, we talked about the uh, last episode of the Major Spoilers podcast, we talked about Comixology nearing 100 million downloads. 
And considering that people in our age range or a lot of people in our age range um, are probably in a financial situation to where they're not having to fight over $3.50. And if they have a, a Comixology account or an iPad, which a lot mm-hmm. of people do, there's a pretty good chance that this is going to see a lot of downloads through the digital format. Now, I don't know about print, but certainly in the digital format, I think this has some potential. Yeah. I, given that, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but I actually kind of enjoyed those MacGruber sketches, and those ran for about three years in a modern sort of area. Right. And people responded well enough to those that they actually turned it into a Pepsi yeah. campaign. Yeah, during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say that maybe there is a, a MacGyver base, or at least people who understand, remember, and enjoy MacGyver well enough to know. But yeah, and there may I, be people that are just looking for something that's not capes and tights, but also yeah. far out there and outlandish. Well, yeah. This is. I mean, this is basically a superhero story. This is not a superhero going yat ta ta. But this yeah. is. This is. You know, MacGyver punches out a guy and he uses his brain. And at the end, they're like, I hope you can fly a helicopter. And he's like, duh. Yeah, duh. Um, you know, Mac- MacGyver is superhuman in many ways. Yeah. And many of the things that he does, you know, especially with some of the questionable physics, would require superhuman powers. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say so, questionable. <laughs> I, mean, I think a lot of it becomes very questionable. Uh, no, no more so than what the A-team did, you know. And they also what, have what, the A-team expending thousands of rounds of ammunition without ever hurting anybody? Yeah, exactly. They're really bad shots. You know what? <laughs> That's physics right there. My cousin rolled a car once, and he did not immediately get out and shake his head and go, oh, my God. And nobody <laughs> Murdoch, I'm going to kill you. Here, here's some, oh, some buttermilk. Okay. <laughs> my, my cousin Elwood rolled a Camaro once on uh, the road out by the, the uh, Hyde Creek Bridge. And yeah, yeah. This is, it's not really a funny story. No, no. But I tell you. If you ever do that, it is a very violent procedure. Yeah, it is. I've been in a couple of car wrecks. I know what it's like. There's a couple of moments here where, you know, I feel like if you come into this expecting a nice episode of an adventure story that's, you know, good enough for ABC Family or maybe Mm -hmm. TV Land, Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Um, You know, it it, it ain't Lost Weekend. It ain't, uh, you know, going to change the industry forever. But it is done faithfully. It's done by the original creator, which was yeah. one of the reasons why I enjoyed reading the Buckaroo Banzai comics yeah, yeah. By, for a uh, while. What was his name? Um, crap, what's his last name? Starts with a W. Uh, with a W. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter. Doesn't matter at this point. Um, uh, Walrus th- Man. Yes. The thing that I found interesting with this is, uh, depending on the publisher, they don't always put everything into the main Comixology app. Oftentimes, they sell things directly through their own app. So Marvel has an app, DC has an app, Image Comics has an app that all run on the Comixology engine that all use your same Comixology account. So I was like uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock this morning. I was like, time to load up Comixology, time to download some MacGyver and have some fun. And then it's like not there. I was like, well, crap. And then I was like, well, let me go check the Image Comics standalone app. And sure enough, it's there and you can buy it. And a lot of people might be a little bit confused on that. I mean, I've got to go get the Image Comics app in order to read this. And why then do I need the Comixology app? Well, here's the thing. Right. If you have the um, the standalone Comixology publisher apps, DC, Marvel, Image, and whoever else that they, that they deal with, if you buy it through the DC or the Marvel or the Image app, when it becomes available in the main Comixology app, if you've already bought it mm-hmm. through those other apps, it's, it's just a free download. 
And so that's kind of cool. But uh, people who are rushing out to their Comixology app and not seeing it there and going, well, Matthew just Mm -hmm. said that he got it from Comixology. Well, we did get it from Comixology. Now, I got it on my iPad. You probably went through the Comixology website. Yeah, I actually had to go to the website because my, uh, what do you call it, doesn't do the thing anymore. But yeah. And the most important thing to keep in mind is, as with anything, the how you get it is not necessarily, you know, I, if I go straight to my Comixology account, mm-hmm. I can click it and it will say, hey, you search for MacGyver, you're going to buy your MacGyver. Right. So I was able to just go to the website and buy it. And the nice thing, if you buy it on the website, also on your iPad or your other mobile device, it's yep. it's free. I mean, I mean, it's a, an, a you've already purchased it, so you can download it and read it anywhere. And speaking of downloading, yep. I am right now downloading Chapter 1 of the new comic book Arrow based on the CW series Arrow. that just ended a few moments ago on the CW. And, oh my God. I haven't watched well, it. haven't watched it. And you know what? I forgot uh, to TiVo it. We need to save it for Tuesday. <laughs> okay. We'll do that. I got a few things. We got that the talk I back. I want to say. We got the talk back going over at uh, majorspoilers.com that people can uh, check out yeah. and share their thoughts on the CW. I guess final Arrow. thoughts for me. This was a good solid opening Later. act of, uh, of MacGyver. And it took me right up to that first commercial break, just like they did many, 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 many a year ago when I used to watch this when I was still in high school. Um, the art kind of bothers me, especially with the noses. But this is something that I, th- I think uh, MacGyver fans especially will want to pick up and buy. I'm giving this three and a half stars uh, for, for my rating. Matthew, what are you giving it? I would give it a good solid three and a half as well. Okay. Um, it's. It's well drawn. The nose thing didn't bother me as much as it apparently did you. Yeah, but boy. the nose thing is there. And there, I mean, there are some, there are some peculiarities to the art, but I think the fact that the, the female character looks so cute and so much like sixties era, Barbara Feldon may have just blinded me to it because I, I love Barbara Feldon. <laughs> if, if Barbara Feldon would come to live at my house with uh, lady Diana rig, well, I'd be divorced, <laughs> but, uh, also, I, I, you know, Diana Feldon would live in my house. Or, I don't know. All right, that listeners. Since ended poorly. <laughs> yes. All right, listeners. That wraps it up for this dueling review. We are glad to sit here and review a book for you next week. I have no idea what we're going to uh, fight over, um, but uh, it should be interesting. It should be a good conversation about a it comic. Should have Iron Man in it. Should it? So we're going to review uh, Uncanny Avengers. I think that's actually been called for the website. Oh, has Major it? Spoilers. Majorspoilers.com, full of reviews, full of uh, news, full of commentary, full of community involvement from fine, fine listeners around the world like you. Um, I know someone is going to ask, is this going to be a part of the Major Spoilers podcast, or will this spin off into its own standalone series? Um, Generally, we'll go about five to ten episodes as part of the Major Spoilers podcast, and then we'll see what audience reaction is. And if it's still strong, and if people are still downloading and listening and enjoying uh, this little bit, we will, Matthew and I will spin this off into a standalone podcast just called Dueling Review or something like that. And um, if you want to support Dueling this Review. podcast or any of the podcasts in the Major Spoilers Podcast Network, you know, we have so many shows, Matthew. So many shows. We should have our own website with nothing but our podcasts up on it. You know what? Get 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 the uh, tech guys working on that. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, but I if have, you would like to. Uh, for what to call it. <laughs> The Major Spoilers Podcast Network, maybe. Uh, fan no, listeners, oh no, you... I got a better one. I got a better one. What? Fat guys trapped in internet. <laughs> maybe that's the title of this show instead of dueling reviews. <laughs> it's just called Fat Guys Trapped in Podcast. 
forced <laughs> to talk about po- comics in the not too distant future. Next no, no, Wednesday, no. AD. Uh, anyway, if you want to support yeah. this podcast and the many other podcasts that we do, there's a couple of ways you can help us out. Uh, one, we know that you're going to all rush out and buy stuff from Amazon.com. The holiday season is approaching. Head over to Majorspoilers.com. Click on that Amazon.com link. Anything you buy through there, as little as you want or as, mo- as much as you want, um, we get a credit for every purchase that you make through that link on the Majorspoilers.com store. That really helps us out. Also, if you'd like to make a uh, one-time donation or a recurring donation of two, five, ten, two hundred, two thousand dollars a month recurring, uh, that is also thousand dollars a month. You know that would pay for Matthew's salary if somebody donated seven thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that would pay for my <laughs> yearly salary. That's what I'm every saying. <laughs> every every month he would get There's a year's a worth of salary. Why I have three jobs <laughs> and a wife. Um, also, we want to thank our friends over at tweakedaudio.com. Head over to tweakedaudio.com. They've got some great uh, earbuds, earphones, whatever you want to call them. Uh, come in a variety of different styles, a variety of different colors. They sound great. They work great. And when you use the checkout code MAJOR, when you're checking out, you get one-third off your uh, your bottom price. So go over and check that out at tweakedaudio.com. All right, Matthew, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and chatting with me again this week. I'm actually leaning. Oh, thank you for leaning <laughs> over there, over your... I, had, I maybe had a couple of drinks before the show. I have a theory on uh, Matthew and alcohol. You know, Steven, if I was a hot dog... What does dog, it take to get you drunk? Is six-pack or does it, it take more than a six-pack? I don't drink beer. Um, but I am a, a total girl drink drunk. So if you get oh, me maybe really? four chocolate monkeys or uh, probably <laughs> four or five tequila sunrises, it's been so long since I've actually gone out and actually had alkohol. Well, that's why you got to do it like I do. Sit in your basement and drink a uh, 12-year-old scotch. Dude, I'm 41 years old. The only <laughs> thing I need 12-year-old is the kid mowing the lawn. <laughs> and looking you at know, your daughter I- funny. I got, you know, what? <laughs> My daughter isn't even nine. Well, that's yet. what I'm saying. There's only three years difference between the 12-year-old and the nine-year-old, and when they both turn 15, look out. Well, and that story is going to end with what seems to be the trouble, officer. <laughs> I don't know how the boy got a lawnmower up his colon. All right, listeners, thanks so much for listening to our dueling review. We will be back next week Dinner, with something Dinner, fascinating, Dinner. possibly something with Iron Man in, in it, probably something with Cylons in it. Who knows? Cylons. You never know. Come back and see us next time on Dueling Reviews. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well, I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. 
What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm strong, raving, rich like a man of iron Might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine bee In the Middle East With a king sign throwing soldier What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers It's copyright 2012